We are back for another episode of Dead Rooster. It's been a while, but we've still been grinding the horror movies. But we got together because we have one special guest with us tonight. He's back from the grave and just in time to talk about this zombie movie, I guess we would call it. Um, but we have the wonderful, the handsome, Sir Ulrich von Tommenstein. I didn't practice that. So that didn't roll off the von Lichtenstein. But we have Tom with us. Say hello, Tom. I can't hear you, Tom. Tom, speak to me. It's a little better. There we go. I hear you now. Okay. All right. So, yeah, very, very excited to be here. Uh, I have been on the podcast before, and I am sexually turned on. So, hope you guys are ready. That is the only requirement to be on the show. I mean, Daniel's on here, man. You've seen his mustache, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sexually turned on, as always, I have my fellow rooster, Daniel. Say hello, Daniel. Hello, and I have a question for you, Tom. Uh, oh, yeah. you say that this movie made you scare-roused? Um, I would, I would definitely say scare-roused. Like, if anything, I'm not quite sure which boner is emptier, the, the fear boner or the boner <laughs> boner. It's almost like an internal boner struggle that this film caused for it us. It is, it is. I yes. felt weird in a lot of ways watching this one, so... We'll get into it. You guys, yeah, yeah. Um, So, if you're curious about what we're going to be talking about, since we've shared so much already, um, (laughs) we we were talking about the. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but was was this a Chinese film? Am I correct? Taiwanese, Um, Taiwanese. I think yeah. Taiwanese. Okay, so it's a Taiwanese film called The Sadness, and essentially this movie comes down to an infection spreading through the city of Taipei. And it basically removes all sense of what would you call it, um, moral morality, and it, like lets you feed into your deepest impulses. I, I would almost say it, it like reveals your your most darkest part of yourself. But um, essentially, it follows a few set of characters that are trying to survive this. Um, <laughs> Scarousal of a movie, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk more details about it. I do have some fun facts that I was able to pull up. Um, also, thanks to Kristen, my wonderful wife, who did a little bit of research on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to Kristen. Um, first, I want to talk about what genre would we like categorize this? There has to be a subgenre for this because I can't just call it a horror movie. That I feel like that's not doing a justice and also not doing justice to a lot of other films that, that would fall <laughs> into the same category. Uh, shit. See, like, I wish there was a little bit more to it, and the reason I say it, it's because, um, you know, there's a little scene of dialogue where, you know, he's like, oh, you know, like, oh, this feels great. I feel so alive kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. like, when you go into that type of detail, that type of dialogue, it's more like, you're part of a, like a hive mind. So you're being controlled by some sort of like parasite and you want that person to join you and be part of that parasite with you. So, but again, oh. they didn't give too much detail into it. So I can't really say that it's like a parasite sort of thing, you know? Right. Yeah, right. Definitely an outbreak film of some sort. Yes. Um, they don't really get into like the vector or what causes the infection, but definitely an outbreak type of film. Do you think that was purposeful? 
to leave it open to possibly expanding on this? Would you want to expand on this? <laughs> I would love to see other parts of the world and like how they would handle this kind of thing. So yeah, I, I hope there's some sort of sequel or spinoff on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that it would be cool like to see like kind of like World War Z, kind of what it tried to do, just show the outbreak in different countries and how they adapt to it. It's so like I can kind of see that here, but you know, definitely not not technically a zombie film, but I like to see how uh, different you know vectors and uh, you know different areas and countries and cultures deal with you know viral outbreaks and things like that. I think that's interesting. Yeah, right. And, and also, just to go a little bit back, you can't really say it's truly parasitic because it's not like Resident Evil Four, you know, where everyone becomes aggressive, but they're being controlled right. by somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't really get too far into what it is. So it's kind of why I think it's, you know, open for uh, for a sequel, definitely. But definitely some, uh, you know, explaining it had to be done. Yeah, and what that was one of, like, the things that puzzled me the most was, like, how vague. It was, it was definitely focused more on, like, the gore and, like, the experience of these characters rather than, mm-hmm. like, unraveling in, like, a deep plot. Um, but something that led me um, to these questions was that it's actually inspired by a comic by Garth Ennis and Alan Moore Ooh. called Crossed. Oh, okay. And um, this essentially follows the same plot line. It's, it's a contagion that spreads through bodily fluids, in, in this case, in the comic. And it essentially makes you give in to your most deepest desires. And it definitely seems like the comic follows the same path as far as the um, homicidal and sexual tendencies <laughs> and it, it seems like it takes a lot from 28 days later which is probably why we see a lot of the you know similarities that we were talking about you know off off the air obviously but we talked a lot about how it was more of an infection like a violent like violence inducing infection more than it was right. like a zombie infection. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking on that, I have a question for you guys. If, if you had to live in a pandemic, would you want to deal with this particular pandemic that we came across in the sadness? Or would you want to deal with something along the lines of like world war Z or resident evil? What world would you feel you have the best shot in? Do, do we have the BOW? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying the unlikely world that we ever lived through a pandemic, uh, then <laughs> I would say, I'd say probably this one. Only because like the whole other ones are like zombie uh, infections. So in this one, at least everyone you kill somebody, they stay dead. That is very true. Something that I came across um, that I didn't come across, sorry, was the fact that they don't talk about how this infection is spread. Um, I feel like part of it was probably bodily fluids, but I also feel like at some points, like mainly in the train scene, I, I don't think I saw too, too much contact. And yet some people were still getting infected. So was this yeah. partially airborne? They never really get into it though, because I know like there was one where I saw like somebody spit in somebody else's face and then they then, got infected. Right. And spit into somebody else's foot too. So can't forget that. Yeah, yeah. 
but then like you said on the train scene it doesn't look like anybody was spitting in each other's mouths or anything like that and but yet like half the train was infected with it but i mean half of the train did get sprayed with blood <laughs> right right that is true half the train was covered in somebody else's blood that blood scene though <laughs> speaking of that right, right um it i i think that was obviously um i guess you would call it hyper realistic i don't know if that's a proper term but it definitely didn't seem accurate but jesus christ that was a lot of blood <laughs> and it definitely should have infected everybody and yep. the fuck the fucked up thing is that um again after i looked into this movie afterwards he actually was inspired for the train scene by an actual um like i guess massacre um some sort of event that happened in a train in that same city which oh, i shit. thought was which i thought was pretty fucked up it was a 2014 mass murder um, that took place in the trapid, the rapid transit system in Taipei, mm. which really messed up, dude. Rob, you you have problems, and I think I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but what I want to ask you guys, what was the? Uh, let's start with the easy part. <laughs> what was your favorite mm-hmm. part in the movie? Oh. Ooh. it's gonna take me a bit okay i think my favorite part was uh when and can we just talk about how the main character's name is jim <laughs> all these people had like really normal yeah like, joe names yeah like the main character was jim and his like girlfriend was sarah or whatever her name was and like okay these are very anglo-centric names okay i i guess Taipei, but um <laughs> My favorite part was when Jim is on his moped and stops to like help this kid that he thinks is being beat up by a bunch of other wayward teens. And it turns out he's also infected. Like the part where they're at the, I want to say right. like the tennis Like court on some or steps or something like that? So, I, no, they're in a basketball court. Basketball court. There, there, right, that's right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're at a basketball court. And then, you know, he's sitting there. They had that one guy tied up and they're slamming him into the pole and you know, beating his junk with us, you know, uh, bat covered in huevos. The... Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, and then all of a sudden you turn out that that guy who's being attacked, who you thought was, was his victim, is also infected and is enjoying what's happening. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are you doing, man? He's like, yeah. oh, about a bus. What's up? Right. Man? He's like, dude, <laughs> like, man, not cool, man. Not cool to cock block, bro. <laughs> um, are you ready, Daniel? Been, or yeah, who hasn't, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, I I once one time I took a palm leaf to the mm-hmm. crotch, and let me tell you, dude, I felt it all the way in my throat. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever Shit. felt pain like that, and it wasn't even intentional. Somebody just walked by it, and just from the impact of it coming back, mm-hmm. Jesus, I I felt like I swallowed them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Um, but if you're not ready, Daniel, I, I do have my two favorite scenes. Um, one doesn't count because you guys don't know about it, but <laughs> um, I guess I would have enjoyed seeing this. But I'll let you go first if you're ready. I'm ready. So my scene, just it. because it was 
it really made me fucking cringe and just like, oh my God, was when the businessman comes out of the subway and, you know, you see that fucking hulking dude. He's like, what's your problem? And, you know, he gets sucked up a bit and the dude just bites his fucking nose off. I was like, oh my God. It was so real. And one thing I appreciate about this film, um, I have an actual figure now, but um, just just by watching it, you can tell that a lot of this is practical effects, which I love. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, CGI just doesn't do it for me. But the film was actually ninety nine percent practical effects, which I can see that. Yeah, yeah, which is something that I definitely admire. But which goes to my point, um, my favorite scene, um, other than yeah. Um, Taiwanese Hulk getting his nose bitten off was when that lady jumps off the building when everything starts hitting the shit starts hitting the fan initially and she just ricochets off the pavement dude and like (laughs) it's not implied like they literally show you and I just I don't know I it sounds morbid but I just thought it looked really cool and I I thought it was pretty awesome that they actually like (laughs) make you deal with having to see that happening but there was actually a scene, um, and this became my scene after reading it, and I wish they would have included it. Um, there was a scene that was cut from the movie, um, and it included an individual, an infected individual, entering the operating room when somebody's having open brain surgery, and he goes to defecate inside of the dude's head. Oh, my God. <laughs> And you would think that they cut it because they're like, no, maybe this is too far. No, they cut it because they thought it was too funny. (laughs) I mean, that, you know, you could use that as really comedic relief for this type of movie. I would love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're not wrong. Well, that is really funny. Did you guys have a comedic relief in the movie? Because I did. Um, for me, it was definitely when the president gets that grenade shoved in his mouth. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You just see it pop. I, I like, called what? it too. I was like, what are these motherfuckers? Yeah, and everybody was so calm about it. They're like, so what are we going to do now? Right, right. <laughs> like, imagine being up there and watching like Biden just take a grenade to the dome. <laughs> I feel like you we know, have I a much more natural reaction. <laughs> right, right. Like, I don't care what your politics are or whether or not you like the leader. If you see your national leader getting their head blown up via a grenade being shoved into their mouth like by on another general on my TV. You're like, okay, all right, we yeah. may have to worry here, guys. This, this may be a problem. <laughs> During the time when you're looking for them for answers. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But yeah, the way they're just like, hey, what? That's not in the right What? You know, like very, very subdued reactions. In, you know. It was. Um, we'll, we'll leave it to trauma. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what about you guys? Did you have a, a moment where you kind of felt like it was a comedic breather, if you will. Uh, there there wasn't mean, many. <laughs> no. Yeah, there wasn't many. Uh, okay, so the cartoon um, playing in the background when the wolf starts fucking the chicks, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh my god. Oh yeah, when that, that <laughs> voice comes on the PA system and you kind of look away from the screen and that's when you see him kind of like railing to other cartoon Two chicks. characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, he has them piled up and he's railing them. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't actually even see that. I didn't notice that until my second time watching it. And even then, I almost <laughs> missed it. But I saw the TV and I saw the wolf thrusting and I was like, 
what is he fucking? <laughs> and, I, and I rewinded it. And I was like, oh my God, this is very disturbing. And even more disturbing is the fact that Rob Jabez, the creator of The Sadness, actually created that cartoon too in 2015. It's an animated short film that he made. Oh, okay. Which I actually don't know. And I tried to find it and I couldn't find a name for it, but... I'm sure if you look him up, uh, maybe on IMDb, I don't think I saw it on IMDb. It's probably not something they want to credit him with. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't make the rules here, but um, he did make it. So just look for Wolf Thrusting Three Women and <laughs> have fun digging through those results. <laughs> <laughs> My thing, too, is like every other channel was just like, block because it was a national emergency and you know the whole uh you know high pitch tone and you know wait for further instructions is that was like the one channel that was airing something else and just that's happened to true. Be airing that one thing like yeah that was the only channel <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying so he had to watch it obviously i mean what do you do sit there and not watch tv so what yeah. else do you do Weird. when you have premium yeah. cable <laughs> exactly i'm paying a monthly service for this thing i'm gonna watch it <laughs> so um i know there's an elephant in the room that we have to talk about oh geez um, and i don't know if uh, we're ready to poke that one in the eye if you will mm. um, bumps <laughs> uh, but first let's uh talk about other sexual influences in this movie um do you guys want to take a guess as to how this movie was funded it was funded who different methods of income <laughs> i'm saying um, uh like the director had a wiki feet uh account and uh internet pictures of his feet paid for the whole thing that's not too far off oh damn i was gonna say only fans okay. Oh. <laughs> okay well uh, you guys are close um half well part of this movie i should say was funded by cryptocurrency and huh. the other part of this film funded by one of the producers cam girl business okay so fun Damn. fact there <laughs> and this one's dedicated strictly to you daniel um this movie was originally supposed to be um set in a facility resident evil style but Ooh. um the the pandemic actually um changed all that which i'm yeah. kind of glad <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that they did i mean i love resident evil um it's one of my favorite franchises but we've seen enough even resident evil is doing too much resident evil we don't need other people doing resident evil yeah that yeah. last resident evil movie is really resident evilly i gotta agree yeah yeah like too much resident not enough evil right for sure right. <laughs> um that new show looks really good though i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer um not yet nice to see them changing up the source material you know with the whole play on Wesker's daughter and it seems like it's going to be like a dual timeline of like present time when they get to Raccoon City and the infection is breaking out to like way far in the future like full on post apocalypse hmm, you know final okay. two movies of Mila Jovovich's franchise mm -hmm. so I thought it was really cool um, it seems interesting it's nice to see new characters and all that good stuff so I I'm tired of seeing them try to adapt the games because it's just not working right it never right. works <laughs> I, yeah i don't think i've seen i don't think i've ever seen a video game movie that i like other than uncharted if i'm being honest so i haven't seen that one yet i haven't seen it either 
Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll lend you my Prime because I bought it and you can watch it, but not oh, here because yeah. I don't want to lend my Prime to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you have to do weird stuff with me first. Right, exactly. We paid our dues. Yeah. Um, there was one streaming network that um, this movie would have ended up on. Do you guys want to take a gander at who it was? If it wasn't Shutter, then it, my guess would be probably Prime. You think Prime would put? Mm. Well, I mean, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I I should. They did show Hero Gasm, so yeah, I don't think anything's off limit now. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Hero Gasm. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I did, man. Any any highlights of Hero Gasm? <laughs> Um, just, like, all right. Uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? MM Mother's Milk or whatever. Yes. Yeah, Mother's I, Milk. Yeah, I felt really bad when, like, you're just walking into a house, you open the door. Next thing you know, you're blasted by what can only be described as a fire hose worth of of, of semen. <laughs> At least. <laughs> yeah. Mind okay. you, for those of you that don't watch the boys, this guy mm-hmm. has severe germophobia. Right. Yeah. OCD. <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, there's a, uh, you know, fire hose worth of, uh, of semen in this scene. So in case yeah. you were wondering, spoiler yeah. alert. Fun, right. fun fact, um, this is uh, Crypty's first uh, acting role. He voiced for the guy saying like, oh, you might want to clean yourself off. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. He voiced a couple <laughs> of random uh, people in, the, in that scene. Oh, my that God. Was pretty funny. I love it. Do you guys think... Um, <laughs> I feel like the boys really set the bar really high with that initial scene of oh, yeah. the giant prop penis. Um, <laughs> I honestly feel like that made me feel a little underwhelmed with the hero gasm. I had they added that into hero gasm, it would have been epic, but can you really beat a penis the size of an entire bedroom? Why? Wow! Not really. While this no. dude's inside, just kitty scratching. <laughs> I mean, that just... there will be regret to me ever again or sounding, please. Oh man, that was a rough. That was a rough, rough scene. I mean, just to start it <laughs> off with. I mean, I also like the way they shot it. Like, if I was ever in a urethra, that's how I would imagine it looking. You know what I'm saying? It looked like it was. Um, did you ever see a movie they did on Shutter? Oh, God, it was a Spanish movie where, okay, it'll come to me at the time where it doesn't matter anymore. So respect uh, texting me like 3 a.m., but kind of similar <laughs> where they're like inside of this like living cave and like the walls are like, look like uh, pretty much like they're covered in some type of pink gelatinous, you know, material. And, you know, that's that's what I picture it, it would be like if you were sounding a human body into somebody. That. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect anything else and honestly if it was something else i'd be a little sad or disappointed right. i should say um, yeah exactly but if you <laughs> never mind i'm not gonna ask that question um speaking back to the <laughs> to the sadness so let's talk about the eye um there's a lot of disturbing scenes obviously in this movie and it gets very sexual really fast um, I feel like once we enter the hospital, things just take a turn. Um, but did anybody see this scene coming? I'm just going to call it the eye scene because I don't know what else to call it. But right. 
Um, I guess we have to backtrack back to the train scene where um, you said, her name was Sarah, right? Or what was her name? Um, no, Molly. Uh, Molly, Molly, right. Um, Molly's in the train getting harassed by this man who ends up getting infected during the gore fest on the train. Right. And this Wait, just Molly's very- a friend. Molly is a friend. Sorry. Cat is a girlfriend. Cat is a, girl. a girlfriend. So, and then Molly's right. the uh, thick girl. The victim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about Molly here. Molly was um, on the train and then she got Mary Poppins by this um, dude on the train that ends up getting infected and turns out to be like super rapey. Um, which I'm sorry that if, if that sounds inappropriate, but that's the only word I can think to describe uh, him because he is. Just, you're not wrong. Yeah, he's just so like cringy. Like he made me feel uncomfortable just experiencing this secondhand <laughs> through the TV. <laughs> right. um, probably one of like the most disturbing characters in this in this movie for sure. I like what, about it too that he didn't start off that way. Like he was like, oh, just a a guy on on the on the bus or train or whatever, you know. And I was like, okay, well, he may just be like older and kind of like out of you know not really used to socializing with people maybe right so I was trying to give him the benefit of yeah. the doubt but as it progressed i'm like no dude you're you're just creepy now man like i was i was trying to like you but no and uh yeah. turns out i was wrong don't give people the benefit of the doubt everybody's nope. creepy yeah, yeah have you ever watched hentai because mm-hmm. that's how hentai <laughs> usually starts that is true yeah i was see that thing i didn't have my hentai glasses on that, that was my problem <laughs> from the start. yes I yeah. think, uh, fair warning to those of you who want to watch the movie and haven't seen it, watch some hentai first. Um, prepare yourself emotionally for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was with you, dude. Like, at first, he just seemed like a sweet old man that was really awkward. And yeah, um, it didn't even seem like it was, like, an attraction to her. It seemed like he was just trying to, like, make conversation. Right. And she was yeah. coming off kind of rude. But then... As soon as he touched her, I was like, "No, yep." I was <laughs> so, like, "Nope, you're right." wrong here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was like, "He I was already not bad on your back." Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> our apologies on behalf of men everywhere. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was like, "Nope, you're right. Should have followed your lead. I'm sorry." Yeah, and then, I mean, it was just crappy timing because he just happened to get infected, and mm-hmm. he went like super broly of perverts. Yeah, it was, it was, like z- literally zero to sixty in like one minute. Yep, and uh, a lot of things that were coming out of his mouth were like, "Holy shit, that's vile!" Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, and that's one of the things I didn't catch on at first with because, like, the first like side you get of the outbreak isn't necessarily sexual in nature; it's just violent, right? Like you, you get the uh, the opening, you know, melee they had there in that cafe and. That's all brutal and stuff. It's like, oh man, it just makes people crazy and just crazy violent. And then on the train is where we finally get like, you know, shots of it. Like, okay, it's a sexual element to this violence as well, you know, which mm-hmm. adds a whole other level of creepiness to it. And then the hospital just, yeah, just turned was, up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. Like they just cranked it up, and I feel like the violence portion of it kind of took a backseat, and oh yeah, <laughs> it just became this like, uh, what did we call it? A uh, what? A did, blood what orgy? <laughs> yes, there you go. The blood orgy. Literally a blood orgy. Yeah. Um. 
And what do we think about, uh, well, we'll come back to the eye and, and this creepy dude real quick, but just real quick, want to touch on um, the creepy Winnie the Pooh looking guy um, that was closing the gate on them at the subway. Oh, yeah. Fucking deserved it, man. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, maybe he'll have a redeeming quality. Nope. And nope. My, my friend, I watched it with my friend last night. He's like, why are you like being so harsh on them? I was like, he's being a fucking little dick, man. I was like, he's not doing anything to help out. I was like, right. he and- has... He has some opportunity, but never showed up. I was like, he got what he deserved. Yeah, 100%. It it leads back to the eye scene because he watched it happen. And uh, we're building up to this, obviously. We haven't really talked about (laughs) it. But once we get to the hospital, um, before we talk about it, there is one thing um, that really, I guess, interested me about this creepy dude was that um to your point you know like the violence portion of it um mm-hmm. before all this was also that they almost had like a short attention span like when jim was getting on the moped and like running down the street they would chase him to an extent and then they would just move on but right. this dude like hyper fixated on these two girls and like it made me mm-hmm. wonder if like was it was it just like like did the infection hyper focus on like his attraction to her or was it just because they were there? Like, I don't know. Like there was something off or different about him that just tripped me out. Like he, he chased them so long. <laughs> right. like, it, it wasn't normal even by these infected people's standards. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting about him and it could have just been the fact that they needed a consistent villain um, yeah, so that's uh, that. that's what I was thinking because I mean every movie has a cons- you know constant or consistent villain, so I think that's the route they're trying to go with with him at least. Well, yeah. Applause to you, Rob. You, you chose a good one, <laughs> um, <laughs> which leads us to um, obviously he chases them down the subway. We talked about him um, biting that dude's nose off, and then we meet Winnie the Pooh dude. And they make it to the hospital, and this is where things just the shit hits the fan here, and it takes so many turns. But as you recall, we talked about the girl getting Mary Poppins in the eye, so she's missing mm-hmm. an eye. She got a concussion somehow. I know when she gets to the hospital, she has a concussion. I was like, from being poked in the eye, I don't know. I've never had my eye gouged out, but <laughs> I, I don't know that that causes concussions. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to argue that. Right. Um, but. One thing leads to another, and this guy catches up with um, this poor girl. And Daniel, I'm gonna give you the honor of saying what happens to her. Oh, you mean he's full fucker, fucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, probably the most disturbing thing I have seen ever in any form of you can call it entertainment i i don't i don't know what to call it um full disclosure i mean we already have to mark this episode as explicit but i was oh yeah i've had friends send me some pretty weird shit um i've had a friend of mine who sent me a video of this girl's nipple being like fingered like i don't know how how that happened but he was doing it and i've also seen a video that was sent to me of this dude cooking his semen on a skillet and feeding it to this girl and this still tops it 
even though they don't really show it, they just imply it. I felt dirty watching this. And the first time I saw it, I was laying in bed next to my wife. And I swear, I thought she was going to wake up and think I was watching some weird porn because <laughs> there's nothing normal about what was happening. I don't know <laughs> that I could even explain the plot to her at that point to tell her what the hell is going on. Um, but yeah, that was my experience. Um, how did you get? <laughs> I mean, I, I hope nobody felt differently. But <laughs> tell me a little bit about what happened. <laughs> I mean, we've uh, all been there, right? We've all had that eighth grade teacher that took us aside and, you know, taught us about the birds and bees, right? I, I, I learned me? it on the internet. <laughs> In your eye? <laughs> well, you know, it was a craft, it was a Catholic school, so you know, a lot a lot of stuff happened, but oh but yeah. no, no, I, I, I agree, man. <laughs> but I agree, man. Like it was super disturbing. Like the only movie I've ever seen that like was worse than that is okay there's been two movies i've seen that was worse than that one is a movie called irreversible if you ever have a chance to see it it's uh it's pretty hardcore and then the other was a movie called the serbian film i don't know if you guys have seen that but... i've heard of it and nope nope yep. nope yep I, I watched it without knowing what it was and was super pissed off at the person that took me like why didn't you tell me this what it was yeah so Braves, poor soul Oh man, and I was like, Oh, this I like watching foreign flicks. What's this? And yeah, we're going to it every day for the rest of my life. Uh, super do not recommend that anybody ever watching that movie if you have feelings of any kind. Noted, yeah, yeah. And then the other one was a movie called Irreversible, which is also on Shudder, which um, is a French movie. And the, the premise of that one is it's a story told in reverse, so the beginning of the movie is the end. And it kind of works its way back to the beginning, if that makes any sense. It does. And, I love that. Yeah. And it has one of the most graphic, like, rape scenes ever, which literally made me sick. Like, I, I saw it in the theaters also, and then, like, get up and, like, cause I did vomit because it made me literally sick to my stomach. And this was <sighs> slightly less jarring than that, just because it doesn't actually show it. But right. what's implied is just as horrible. So, yeah. Like, I'm not a huge you know, violence for violence sake. Like, if it serves the purpose of the story, which I kind of feel like this movie did because that was the point of the of the virus, I guess. So it served right. the point that it wasn't just like violence for violence sake. So I, I kind of, you know, let it slide in this one. But yeah, definitely top three most horrifying things in a movie that could possibly happen. Yeah, um, I, go ahead, dude. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say first. No, dude, I was just hoping like, okay, well, we know where this is going. And I was like, yeah, they're going to stop. Like, he's just going to like put his pants down and like, that's, oh my God, they're fucking doing it. I was like, holy shit. That's like what disturbed me about this. Right. And, and then is that how she got infected then, I'm assuming? Because then it cuts to her later and now she has a virus. So I don't know if it's like a fluid exchange thing or right. I, I, I'm gonna say he probably did fucking jizz in her eye and like, hey, probably. Yeah. At that Ugh. point, man, it's it's in her soul. <laughs> We're way past the eye. Um, kudos to the actors that they picked because to go back to the when the guy gets his nose cut off and this particular scene. You got to have some good screaming in a horror movie. And they give us just that because holy cow, like 
I would get goosebumps just hearing her scream. Like, right. Obviously, I didn't want to picture it, but it it drills itself in your head while you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, (laughs) Um, that was probably the weirdest part. Um, I guess the only other other part that creeped me out was the baby um, with the scientist when she finds the Mm. baby in the trash can just because I hate little devil babies and I hate little devil children. They just freak me out. It's not something that I enjoy. So um, seeing it with like its little infected eyes, like crying, uh, didn't didn't flow very well with me, but. Um, I to your point, I, I definitely feel like it wasn't something that they did just for a shock factor because it it almost played out like you know you watch a movie and you're obviously not going to see the hero or heroine of the film die, but somebody that you're rooting for eventually <laughs> um, gets caught up, um, much like Dawn of the Dead. If you watch the remake, um, you know um, you lose some of the characters and you're rooting for them, but. It, it was that I feel like that's what it was. You know, she she just got caught up and he didn't want to do something traditional. He, he definitely put his own spin on it and yeah. um, went right for the eye. Our eyes, her eye, mm-hmm. everybody's eyes. Yeah. No, I was safe. Yeah. And, and that was um, as, as messed up as it is. Um, that was the reason I, <laughs> I recommended this movie to you, Daniel. Because <laughs> I was like, he has to watch this. this <laughs> oh, dude, no, that's going to haunt like, me, man. Like, suffer with me. <laughs> it was just one of those things. Like, you just see something weird on the internet. And who do you go to? Your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> If I had to see it, I had to see it too. <laughs> so, you know, you're welcome. Um, I mean, you, you've seen worse things. Parts of me. Oh, so, God. <laughs> the, the infamous butthole pick. <laughs> it's been roaming, roaming mm-hmm. the social media feeds. <laughs> but that's for a different podcast. <laughs> But I think that's that's about it as far as what we can say about the sadness. Um, I definitely feel like it's not everybody's film. Um, but if oh, yeah. you have a strong stomach and you enjoy a good infection film and you can look past some of the pretty gnarly tones in it, I, I definitely think it was a pretty respectable movie. Um, so we can rate it and then we can talk a little bit about a few other things. Um, but Tom, I'll give you the honor for your grand return. Out of one to ten dead roosters, um, how many dead roosters does this have? I'm gonna give it a solid seven. Like it's a movie that I like. I may not watch it again, um, but I really dug the you know obviously uh, you know the uh, <laughs> the kind of COVIDy uh, you know uh, parallels they drew here when they were like, oh, it's. You know, it's fake news, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much everything you're hearing right. about the COVID thing, they were doing the same thing. So I kind of dug that. Um, the violence, I thought, was warranted because of the type of, like, uh, you know, type of uh, virus it was. Um, like I said, the violence is extreme. So if you got a weak stomach, definitely not for you. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of dug it. I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for any zombie outbreak film because I kind of dig that genre. And uh, this, you know, was a good one. I like the special practical effects. Um, I'm always a fan of that. I mean, practical over CG all day. Um, but yeah, I, I 
you know, God probably doesn't think I would recommend to somebody I knew who could handle the violence if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. And Daniel, what do you got for me? Um, just because, I mean, I love the violence in it, but just because it made me feel a certain type of way, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to give this about five, maybe six roosters. Also, the ending, that's a whole different story, but the ending, overall, yeah, it's going to be about five. I'll give it a 5.5 roosters. Uh, I agree with the ending. Um, a little abrupt, uh, but at the same time, I kind of felt like... Um, I mean, this is maybe just how I interpret it, but like an unfinished story, um, very World War Z, not the film, but like the books, you know, just very different accounts of um, everybody's struggles, I guess you would call them uh, through a pandemic like this. Uh, but I'm with you, Tom. Um, I, I do like the parallels and um, funny because it was in, this film was requested by a producer because of the pandemic. Um, so probably why you see some resemblances there. Um, but for me, definitely, um, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 and it would have been a seven, but to Tom's point, he chose a theme and he went all the way with it. You got, I got to mm-hmm. give him props for that because if you're going to do it, just, just do it, do it all, all the way, the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. because if you shy away from it, then this it's just not going to work. So that got him an extra dead rooster. Um, so eight out of 10 for me. Um, so pretty, pretty good. Um, definitely wouldn't watch it more than once either. Um, I saw it twice only because I needed a refresher before we recorded. Mm -hmm. And the second time, um, was not as fun as the first time. Not that the first time was fun. Um, but (laughs) knowing what I was gonna see next was not fun. Um, so yeah, same thing. I would recommend it to somebody that I want to scar, um, maybe an enemy or an, an old rival, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but definitely somebody that can definitely handle this type of film. But that all about cuts it. Um, Tom, it is great to have you back, dude. Daniel, it's good hey, to it's hear good your to voice. Back. Yeah, for sure, man. I hope we get to have you back again. Miss all y'all. Yes, Daniel. Um, it is good to have Dead Roosters back. We will try to do this on a regular basis, but. If I promise you that, I'd probably be lying, but these will come out as soon as we get together and decide on something <laughs> to watch that can scar at least one of us. Uh, uh, dead Roosters, uh, well, I would say probably an average of like seven and a half, eight for the sadness. Pretty decent. Um, strap in, grab a paper bag in case you throw up, and enjoy the show. <laughs>